welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Be sure to stay tuned to the end of the show to hear how you can get a copy of this program and other helpful documents. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Like Tim said, I'm Carrie McCoy, and it's time for me to get up in your business for the next hour. My guest, Marla Johnson, founder and CEO of the award-winning Little Rock, Arkansas-based internet company, Aristotle Internet, and I will be getting up in the business of e-commerce and running your own business. We hope through our conversation and storytelling, you will learn something, want to get involved, or be inspired to take action in your own life, and we'll be answering questions via phone and email at the bottom of the hour around 2.30. For me, the taking action began over 40 years ago when I founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, Arkansas Flag and Banner has grown and morphed from door-to-door sales to telemarketing to mail order and catalog sales and now relies heavily on the internet. Each change in sales strategy required a change in company thinking and procedures. My confidence, leadership knowledge, and my company grew. My initial $400 investment now produces nearly $4 million in annual sales. Each week on this show, you'll hear candid conversations between me and my guest about real-world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics that I hope you'll find interesting. Starting and running a business or organization is like so many things. It takes persistence, perseverance, and patience. I worked part-time jobs for nine years before Arkansas Flag and Banner grew enough to support just me. Today, we have 10 departments and 25 co-workers, thus reminding us all, small businesses are the fuel of our country's economic engine and empower people's lives. Before we start, I want to introduce you to the people at the table. We have my technician, Tim, who will be running the board and taking your calls. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. And that's Jesse. He's helping Tim today. Hey, Jesse. There you go. My guest today is Marla Johnson, co-founder and CEO of Aristotle Internet, one of Little Rock, Arkansas's pioneers in the business of e-commerce. Founded in 1995, Aristotle continues to keep up in this rapidly changing industry by developing premium web services for clients nationwide. Aristotle offers a vast array of services from professional search engine marketing, social media management, website design, domain hosting, and wireless broadband. CEO Marla Johnson is an expert internet marketing speaker who's guided countless organizations and leading brands such as Elvis Presley, Muhammad Ali, and Bob Marley to online marketing success. She is known nationwide for her keynote addresses and workshops that deliver informative and educational industry-specific speeches, followed by breakout work sessions. Her teaching topics include internet marketing strategy, integrated advertising and public relations, mobile innovation, strategic branding and design, social networking, trends, online analytics, and market segmentation. Marla is not just another pretty face with a nice personality. She is smart. Graduating summa cum laude from the University of Memphis with three majors, hear me, three, international relations, urban studies, and political science. Ten years later, she received her master's degree in education from the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. I can't list all of Marla's professional experiences, but I can briefly say prior to co-founding Aristotle 
20 years ago. She worked for the city of Memphis, Arkansas Department of Health, Little Rock's KTHV TV station, founded her own commercial production company, and what I think is the most interesting past job you did to me is you worked on and helped design one of the first video computer games on the market. That's actually when I met you, right after you were doing that. Marla continues to follow her passion for community stewardship. Her 2017 board commitments are Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield, 50 for the Future, Heifer International, Public Facilities, Little Rock Police Foundation, and Trike theater as you would expect her awards are too many to list but in 2015 she was the featured high profile arkansan in northwest arkansas's democrat gazette and in 2013 winner of the beta gamma sigma medallion for entrepreneurship award from the university of arkansas at little rock it is a privilege to welcome to the table my longtime friend the socially conscientious smart and multi-talented marla johnson i didn't know you did all that and i've known you forever i need to rest (laughs) (laughs) I need to rest Just from all that reading I know All those big words I mean I've known you I met you Do you remember when I met you? Mm, This is a test I think it was um, With the Arkansas Executive Forum Exactly Mm -hmm. Yeah we were in In what I affectionately Called the Breakfast Club Exactly And uh, yeah So we had breakfast Once a month With other business owners Who are still dear friends Really? Uh huh and we were at a round table, mm-hmm. and you had just started this newfangled business called Aristotle mm-hmm. that was going to do this crazy thing called the Internet, mm-hmm. and you started explaining it to me, mm-hmm. and I was immediately captivated. Right, and you came to us, and uh, we started ArkansasFlagandBanner.com. Was it that, or did we start, you may not remember this, FlagandBanner.com. Actually, it was flag banner Flag dash banner. And then you came back to me a week or so later and said, Carrie, the dash is too hard because you're going to have to tell people it's not to spell it out, D-A-S-H. It's a hyphen. So you said, I'm going to change you to flagandbanner.com. And I was like, whatever. I don't even understand this stuff. So people always ask me, how have you got that great name? And I say, it's Marla. She didn't. She's got that great name. <laughs> so, Marla, this was written about you in an article I read. The direction of Marla Johnson's life resembles a random internet search. Clicking a link here leads to a second link over there, which leads to yet another link elsewhere. There's no obvious arc, just a series of fortuitous discoveries plotting her destiny like a firefly marks the night. That's pretty sweet. Would somebody write something like that about me, please? What do you think about that? Well, I think that um, it really speaks to something that I love about being in business, which is that I just love people. I love working. I love working with other people. I like helping them. I like making a difference in their companies, in their business life. You know, I, I like helping see people succeed. And so really what that is about is about meeting people and being open to opportunities that they bring along and being willing to jump in and help them succeed, which has honestly led to my own personal success. Yes, because even when you were a student, excuse me, in Memphis, you were on a lot, I don't don't have that piece of paper with you, but you launched a lot of governorship type 
newsletters and mm-hmm. community organizations for the school you were at. Right. At the University of Memphis, I started a publication with my then boyfriend, um, which was all about uh, learning about different policies, policy decisions that affected us in every wake of our life. Um, and that led to many connections politically within Memphis. Um, that was actually after I already worked for the City Hall in Memphis, which was also a great opportunity. I got to help write a grant for the fire department in Memphis that made us over a million dollars, you know, for training and hazardous material handling. And I got to do a lot of things. I've always had the opportunity. I loved my time in Memphis and at the University of Memphis and at City Hall because I just had many opportunities to do things, including working on a PC for the first time. I was working, I did some research in economics with punch cards and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and mainframe computers, which was really great. Um, but then, yeah, I, the, the geography department was doing a logistics study and they were bringing in companies like FedEx but, and others. And it was with the Department of Transportation. And we had this PC and we were conducting surveys on it. And that was when I first started learning about PCs and, and not only people, but technology, you know, I get excited and I want to learn everything about that technology, just like I want to learn everything about people. And, uh, and I, 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 I become fascinated and, and want to learn. I mean, I do have a lot of interests. So I was very grateful that the internet came along and that I could actually <laughs> be in a business where so much of what I love could be expressed. You, one of the things I love about you, I love a lot of things about you. We have a mutual love affair. But your curiosity is what I think is really that one of the things you and I have in common, but you really have it. And you just spoke to that when you talked about how the Internet just opened this huge door of possibilities for you to research and do things. How old were you when you wrote that grant for a million dollars? So I was uh, 18. Yeah, not many people that young are mature enough to kind of know what they want to do, which is probably why you've been so successful at such such an early age. But uh, your mother's a school teacher, isn't she? She was. mm -hmm. She was? Yeah, she died in 2003. I'm sorry. Uh, I probably knew that and forgot. But um, you got your degree in education, Mm -hmm. your master's degree. Mm -hmm. After you did all of that, you went back to get a master's degree in education. Mm -hmm. Why? So I, um, I've actually found that being able to communicate with people in a way that gives them that aha moment that I love so much is just an incredible gift. And I have taught. I've taught part-time. I've taught full-time. I've uh, you know, taught in private school settings. I, I was an adjunct professor at the University of Little Rock. What's teaching. adjunct mean? Adjunct means like... Um, uh, not full time, oh, <laughs> not full, not full time and part time. Why can't they just use words like everybody else knows? Part part. It means that you're someone in the community that has been attached like a barnacle to the bigger enterprise. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm adjunct oh, at I the see. University of Arkansas at Little Rock. She, yeah. See, that's a teacher for you right there. There's something really surprising that and reoccurring in the theme of all the guests that I have, and you are a perfect example of this. Okay. It's the heart of a teacher. Almost every successful person that I interview, I had no idea. It loves teaching. And the more I think about that is you can't move from the position you're at till you can teach somebody your position so you can move out. 
Yeah, I found it incredibly valuable to understand how people learn, how people hear you, how they digest information in such a way that they can actually act upon it. So that's very important, obviously, in developing your company culture and in being able to grow your company. It's also really important with your clients because they become a part of your company and a part of your company culture, hopefully brand loyalists, right? You're going to tell people about you. So you want to bring them in and, and help educate them so that they understand your value and they can understand. And, and you know, you can, you, you, if, you t if you give somebody a fish, you don't have brand loyalty. If, right. you, if you teach them how to fish, then they have gained something that empowers them. And so that's really been important because the Internet and everything that I've done has been new to the majority of people I talk to. You know, they do not understand it, and I have to kind of decide, okay, you know, this is how much they need to understand. I don't really need to go this deep into the weeds, you know, but here are the pieces of that knowledge that they can act upon and that can help them make decisions going forward. You did that with me. You gave me tiny little pieces, and you just kind of drug me into the 21st century. I think it's really interesting that you were a gamer. You did video games. And so you knew a lot more about digital, what am I trying to say? Stuff. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> well, and of course, not me only. Cause, well, right. You know, I'm, I'm part of a company, and I was, I mean, I was working with Christopher Stash. There were six of you, I think, that started, right? Four, originally, full, yeah, and, but, I mean, people who, I mean, we, we had that combination. I think we didn't know how much we did know, but we knew a lot about compression, about, um, animation about uh, interactive experiences you know so mm -hmm. when the, the world wide web came out you know it was 2400 baud modems and teeny little you know pe you couldn't do animation originally when you start when we got in the internet business in the web design business but you know but very shortly we did and we worked for uh, KTHV and Oaklawn and all of these companies we did amazing animating animated graphics for all of them and that became their own thing that flew out into the world. You know, we did a rotoscoping, for example, for Oaklawn of, of the horse galloping. You know, we found that horse everywhere for years and years to come. You know, we could talk forever about all the successes of Aristotle, but we need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to learn more about Marla Johnson and what she teaches in her highly sought after national seminars about Aristotle Internet and what they can do to help you. And last, what she thinks the next big thing is in her industry. You're listening to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy. If you miss any part of this show, a podcast will be available next week on flagandbanner.com's website. If you prefer to listen on iTunes, YouTube, or Blog Talk, you'll find links to those there as well. Lots of listening options. We'll be right back. The internet is not the internet is not a big truck. The internet is not something that you just dump something on. The internet is not the internet is not a big truck. The internet streaming stuff on the, on the internet. Why? Tubes. The internet is tubes. Connections, consumers, massive commercial purposes. Big truck, long distance is tubes. Handle the tubes. Hey, you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Marla Johnson, co-founder and CEO of the successful Aristotle Internet in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, teacher Marla, 
during this segment, let's learn from you. And these are the topics I came up with. You may want your own topics, so I'm going to say mine first, and then you get to say yours. Okay. Internet marketing strategy, mobile innovation. That one drives me crazy. Strategic branding and design. Oh, that one drives me crazy. Social networking and trends. Oh, that one drives me crazy. Too. Wait, after strategic branding, what? Uh, social networking and trends. Mm-hmm. You've got to have somebody just do that. You can't. They all drive me crazy. Online analytics. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, AdWords just brought down my PLAs. If y'all don't know that vocabulary out there, you're going to learn it today. Market segmentation, advertising and PR, and more. What topics do you like? Well, I think that first I'd probably want to start with the interactive advertising just as a big, broad category. And what's happening in the world of the Internet now is that it's not the same Internet that you stepped into, like that river theory, you know. It's like wherever you step in the river, it's a whole new river. It's a whole new Internet right now that your company is, your website, your online marketing efforts, all of that is the, the ecosystem has changed dramatically since I've been in business. In the last year. And specifically in the last year, in the last two or three years. I mean, game changing beyond any. And I mean, I've seen a lot of change, right? Yeah. And well, this been- is this is the big change. Okay. So this is huge. Um, and what's happened is all of these companies, um, so let's start with a couple who are major players, Google, for example. Um, what Google's doing now is, you know, they've found their way to make money and to be influential on the Internet. And so the likelihood of you being found organically in search just naturally is much, much lower than it was. You now almost have to pay to play. So I think that that's the big thing. And Facebook's done the same thing. You know, originally, you know, they didn't know how they were going to make money without ruining Facebook. And many would argue that they have ruined Facebook with their advertising. And that's my personal experience now when I'm on Facebook. It's just way too many ads and not enough of what I liked the most about Facebook, which is just connecting to my friends and family. But um, it is an advertising model. And, in you know, only a year ago, you could put something out on Facebook and all of the people who followed you would see it. And now they will not unless you spend money for them to see it. So what this this is a huge disadvantage for a lot of small businesses. So a lot of businesses and even medium sized businesses and then large businesses also have the money to spend to actually advertise. But um, it's. Uh, What's happening there is that there's also a lot of merging and acquisition in the area of online advertising and advertising, digital media and advertising. I mean, Target's now coming out with their own platform. There's a lot of giant brands who are getting into the business of owning the ad networks. So what that means is that uh, these, that even large companies can find their money being swallowed up without getting real results, such I can talk about in just a minute. But I I think that the bigger story is that the level playing field that the Internet was when I first got in the business and actually fell in love with the Internet, totally fell in love with the Internet, is not the same Internet today. So I've been really focused on thinking how to, you know, help smaller businesses and medium-sized businesses um, get a leg up, you know, in this in this ecosystem without spending as much as kind of is required. They have to spend something. I will say that. And that's a big change. So any company that isn't spending money on digital advertising 
is just losing out on market opportunity. And there are a lot of startups, too. So there's all these startups, all these new young companies. It's very, we are in a global economy and getting your business started is easier and cheaper. It's even easier and cheaper than ever to scale up. You know, pretty much need some advertising capital, some investment, you know, and then you can pretty much, you know, get your foothold in a market. And we're seeing just extreme competition, you know, for every single business. It just doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, a little jealous of the liquor store in my neighborhood, which is doing really well, you know, or I'm really jealous of, and I, and what I mean by that is that, you know, he's found his niche and his foothold and he's in an area. There's not a lot of other liquor stores in that area. It's like, wow, you know, I can't say that about almost anybody I talk to every single day. And disruption comes from so many different places. I mean, it is disrupting because it's not coming from your competitors. It's coming from whole other businesses sometimes who aren't even in your category. Or neighborhood. Right. So, right. So I think that, so what we're seeing is that the, the, the internet as an ecosystem has changed where you ha pretty much have to pay to play. That's the big news. So then how do you, how can you do that efficiently and effectively and still win? That is really the question. And it's not that people are not getting organic traffic. They are, um, and, or it's not that they're not get, having some success in Facebook or in Instagram or in other social networks either. They are. Um, and now the other, the other thing is that if you succeed, it's probably because you are doing more than one of those things. Everybody's good. Every company's good. If you're selling quality and service, everybody's selling that. Quality, huh? service, and price were the old things, you know, when I mean, we first and, got into business. And everybody's doing that, yeah. And everybody's doing that. So how do you separate yourself from everybody else? Well, that's the one of the other topics that you brought up, which is really strategic branding. I mean, it, again, you know, I think that there used to be a lot more companies who could survive without a really great business strategy where they understood fully, this is my audience. This is the audience that I have to listen to, that I have to be doing research all the time. I have to know what they're thinking, know what they're feeling, make sure that I know what they need, make sure that I know who they're listening to, what they're reading and what they're hearing. Because, again, it's I remember that book that we all read, Who Moved My Cheese? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, everybody's looking around going, oh, wait, who moved my cheese? Except for <laughs> it's happening more and more quickly, you know. And then the reinvention of companies, companies having to reinvent themselves is just really compressed. We have to do it more and more often. So why do, so why do people buy? If you go on the Internet, you find a million companies that are doing exactly what you're doing. They've all got the same products. They've got the mm -hmm. same prices. They've got the same great service because everybody's great these days. Um, what makes you buy from one and not the other? Right. So um, we have commoditized fields where it's just about price. People know, they feel they know what that thing is that they're going to buy. Maybe that's a flag, an American flag that's on a six-inch stick, you know. So, well, Don't you know your American flags? Right. But you know. I don't. But people think they know. That, there's, that they understand what the quality issues of, are of that, right? You know that it's actually a lot more complicated than that, that that stick's going to break or that it's going to ravel or, you know, it's going to fade it's not in color. Made in America. Right. So, but my point is just that people, people are doing comparison shopping all the time online. 
and they are, and it depends on what is motivating that person on that product or service. And if they feel that they understand um, what it is they're getting, in other words, if they feel that it's commoditized and they have a good enough understanding, then it's price. You know, if they feel that um, it's something like, let's say, a professional service, let's say they're looking for an attorney, an immigration lawyer, or whatever it may be, then there may be some other specific things they look at. They're going to definitely look at reviews. Everybody's going to look at whatever kind of review component they can find. And so they're going to look for lists of lawyers or lists of Whatever, you know, whatever other kinds of companies, if, if it's a hotel, they're going to be on TripAdvisor. If it's a restaurant, they're going to be on Yelp or TripAdvisor or some other But you're a small site. company and you can't afford to put that review snippet into your website. You have to. You, have you to. cannot afford not to. You cannot afford to not put your reviews out there and get reviews and pay attention to reviews as much as you might hate it. And I've talked to people who really hate it. They've felt like... I talked to a hotelier in Eureka Springs, and she said, you know, I do not trust uh, TripAdvisor. I don't like them. I don't like the way they communicate with me. And I, what can I do about it? I said, I am really sorry. They are the 800-pound gorilla in that room, and people will make decisions to stay at your place or not based on what they read in TripAdvisor. So you have to go, but you have to pay attention to them, and you have to play. And if you don't have a big conglomerate like TripAdvisor you can sign up for, you can go to, I think Google has a Google review that they will add to your website, or you, mm-hmm. or you, yeah. can, or you can buy, or if you want to go and... Um, There's a lot of free services, and Google is always out there to take advantage with a free service. So definitely your Google listing, there's a, a thing called your Google business listing. And if you, oh, okay. And for free, you can make sure that the hours of operation are correct, the address is correct. And what you have to do is you have to talk to your happy clients or customers, and you have to get them to go and write reviews for you. So if you buy a, uh, what is it, it's, is it Shopify? No, what is it, what's the website that you can go and build your own website and they come already formatted and you just put your pictures in? Uh, what's it? It's not Spotify. There are several, no. but not Spotify, no, but a, Shopify, a, yes. Shopify, and they, okay. Yeah, they have, and they have an e-commerce engine as well. So if you get them, will you get a, if you use their website to build, if you use their um, website to pick your platform to build your website and you use one of their templates mm-hmm. will you get a review from you, them yeah well they will I don't come know. with their review I, I doubt it that's your competitor you don't want to do that but a lot well, of no, people no, can't no, afford that's not you. what i'm saying oh, no okay. that's not what i'm saying i'm not saying they're com- no i'm saying that i'm not sure about the review piece i just don't know um but i do know that you know you you can, you can, uh, you whether you can do it through Facebook or any other form. I mean, you don't have to rely on something like that. You need, like, I love that, you know, my hairdresser uh, at Breathe Salon, they give you a 5% discount whenever you come if you uh, post on Facebook that you were there and say something about them. That is creative. That's clever. Yeah, every company can do that. And you just give them not, a card and give them a 5% discount if that, you go to That it. does not cost money. Well, it may cost you 5%, right? But, well, yeah. I mean, it's not costing you media dollars. And what you're doing is you're leveraging what we call the social graph of all of the friends and people around that, which is much more credible than anything you could do on your own. So you're trying to set yourself apart by, by having better uh, by having better by having reviews, 
you're trying to set yourself apart by maybe telling a story about who you are. I mean, we yes. tell it. We try to talk about me all the time and the yeah. stuff we do in the community. You yeah. do tons of stuff in the community. In strategic branding, what you want to do. Well, and, and I would say a lot of that, you know, for a lot of companies is about networking, you know, and also meeting other companies or people who want to do community service as well. You know, they want to, that to be a part of who they are, and that's a part of their story. But what I, when I was talking about strategic branding, yes, you have to have something that separates you from everybody else, whatever that is. And there's this great program. It's called um, Story Branding, where you learned that really – it's not about you. It's not about your company. It's really about the person who's looking at you. So here again, you really have to get into the head of your audience. And how do you be a hero to them? Because you're not the hero. In other words, as long as you're going, oh, we're so great. We're fantastic. Nobody you know, wants to hear that. Nobody. You're, you're, you're like, you're just talking and no one's hearing you. You're talking to a wall. Yeah. So people want to hear, what, what will you do for me? How can you help me? You know, and um, one of the things, you know, we try to provide a lot of guidance to our clients. We try to make sure that we get the word out. Hey, we can't we have the knowledge and experience to help you guide you through what's happening in the in the ecosystem, if you will, of the Internet today. I like what you said here. I think I got this off your website. The secret to good marketing is understand. And I think you're saying this right now. The secret to good marketing is understanding that the people on the other end of the screen are on a journey that is both intimately personal and collectively global. Their actions are guided by their thoughts at that moment. And your message has to be relevant to them. Yeah. Relevancy is absolutely the key because you might think that the message that you have is relevant to you, but it's not necessarily relevant to that person who you're speaking to. Now, I won't going to give you a word of caution here because, right. and it's really hard because you're on the internet, right? So everybody can be my customer, right? Everybody needs what you have, right? Carrie, you, you probably think that there isn't anybody who doesn't want what you have. Okay. So you think that you're marketing to everyone, but whenever you're marketing to everyone, you're marketing to no one. So you have to actually say, no, I'm going to focus on this audience right here. I am going to be known in that world and in that audience, in that person's world and people like them. And then you grow from there. You don't try to be everything to everyone. That's the most expensive marketing there is. You can't afford it today. You really can't. I mean, unless you really unless you're Amazon or, you know, you're some giant company. So that's what you say about Internet marketing strategy? And that that's part of, yes, that's Internet marketing strategy. That's a little bit about branding and story branding, and which I love. And market segmentation. Is that and, market mar segmentation? and that takes us right to market segmentation. You have to have industry segments. You have to have people who, in a specific geographic or something area, who you want to resonate with so that you can make sure you're relevant. Because... Being relevant is going to change that's, all the time. That's the hardest part for me. I know. Everybody buys a flag. Well, Everybody's an American. Everybody needs a flag. This, is, the this is back time. to that hoarding thing we were hearing a little bit. I mean, there's like marketing hoarding. You know, we don't. Marketing hoarding. You've coined a new phrase. Yep. We don't want to lose any possible customer. <laughs> Yeah, you can't That's do it. True. All right, it's time to take another break. When we come back, we're going to pick up with more tips on marketing from Marla. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation. She is the CEO of Aristotle Internet in Little Rock, Arkansas. 
And we'll get we'll be taking calls when we come back. We'll give you the phone number and you can call in and ask your questions. You're listening to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy. If you miss any part of this show, a podcast will be available next week on flagandbanner.com's website. If you prefer to listen on iTunes, YouTube, or Blog Talk, you'll find those links is there. Lots of listening options. We'll be right back. Everything I do, I do online. Everything we do, we do online. Stop, no need to worry, we'll be fine. What are you insane? This is what to do. 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 The internet is down. Where do I put my hands? How do I function now? Where do I look? What do I say? Please, someone tell me how. Without my internet. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Marla Johnson, co-founder and CEO of Aristotle Internet in Little Rock, Arkansas. If you've got questions or comments for my guest or me, this is your chance. You can send an email to... The email is questions at upyourbusiness.org. And that's questions with an S. And we're tweeting... Uh, we're tweeting at Ask Carrie McCoy using the hashtag Up Your Business. And Marla, you've got a hashtag you want everybody to use. Yep. What is it? At Aristotle Buzz. B-U-Z-Z. B-U-Z-Z. I love the name Aristotle. Did you think up that name? Oh, that's a great story. I mean, come on. when we were founding the company, a bunch of us sitting around talking about what the name might be, there was a game out called Socrates. Um, and I thought that was cool. It was an educational game for kids. And and um, somebody said, oh, how about Aristotle? I love this particular philosophy of Aristotle, one person said. And then another person said, I love how he said that if you could envision a perfect sphere, then you could create a perfect sphere. And then somebody else said, I love how he saw that the universe was all interconnected. It's like, okay. Man, that's Aristotle the definition. Aristotle it is. Of, and that's the definition of the Internet. Yeah, it is. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's really great. So we've got... Uh, We've got topics we can talk about, which are which we've already talked about: internet marketing strategy, story branding. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Uh, we've talked about competition. We've talked about that there's going to be a lot of new big players in the advertising in the ad networks online. There are a lot of big players, and I think and I think mainly what people need to know is that if they're not advertising online, then the deck is just stacked against them. They're going to have to work harder. Um, if they can, they should try to carve out some budget for online advertising. So I just got back from the National Independent Flag Dealers Association in Denver, Colorado. Yes, we have an association. And everybody in that room I've known for 40 years. And they're just wonderful small business people, veterans, sometimes third-generation flag companies, and they're small. And when the speaker asked them to raise their hand how many of them were doing social marketing, they all had a website, but nobody really knew how to do anything with it. And I was kind of sad about that because they all have really great family stories family businesses but the people that seem to be my competitor online are people that don't even uh really sell they're not even really flag companies they're just people who sell products and they've thrown up a website that's called usa flag company and they just sell flags and they have another website that's called uh usa pennants and they sell pennants and they have another one that sells shirts and another ones that sells you know just Mm -hmm. all kinds of products so it seems like online you're competing with people who don't have a story. When you talk about a story branding, most of the people online don't even have people that answer the phone. They yeah. don't have stories at all. 
And the people that do have stories are too small, don't have enough money, don't have enough manpower to build their story brand. Yeah, sometimes they are actually happy with their size. I mean, they're hap- they don't really want to go down that road. That's not the kind of company they want to be. But you just they're said in they're danger. D- I they're mean, danger. but they may have their, you know, their their B2B clients, their big clients, you know, in their area who continue to be loyal. It's just that it, it yeah, it's they're not going to be on a growth path. Yeah. So, um I think that the the um The important thing for me that I love about online media is that you can actually learn and listen to customers through online media. And so that's the thing that I've really been working with our clients on is how do we make sure that when we uh, are looking at search engines specifically, because it's just like people voting with their feet in search (laughs) engines, right? You know, it's like, I'm searching this thing. They're going to ask for things. They wouldn't tell people they're asking for, you know, but that's what they're looking for. You know, they're looking for information or something about something. Search engines, to me, that's the killer app for data intelligence, data analytics. You combine that with Google Analytics, which is free to have on your website, and you have a very powerful combination. Say that again. Are you talking about the search in on your the search box on your website? No, using that it? too. That too, because you have that, but a lot of other companies don't. You have a search box on your website that I can use for data collection. Yes, that's important as well. But people have already come to your website, and then they can't find something usually, or it's just their way. It's yeah. faster for them to just use search. So that's good to know what they're looking for. It's really good to know if they're looking for something that you don't have. But we have access to tools that tell us what people are looking for on your competitors' websites. They're not even coming to your website. They're going to your competitors' website? Yeah. Yeah, we have search engine marketing tools that allow us to know what people are searching in general, what's trending, what they're looking for, you mean in the and Google's where they're analytics. going. You mean in the Google Analytics? No, uh-uh, no. These are proprietary platforms that we have to pay money to access. Oh, you're but, creeping on the competitors. Oh, everybody is, yeah. Of course they are. <laughs> but, what, but you're not only creeping on the competitors. You're not really creeping. What you're doing is you're trying to gain insights on your customer segment. Now, of course, if everyone's your customer... <laughs> That's not really possible to do. Was that a dig at me? I think no, it it's was. not. No, it's not. No, I'm saying that, you know, but because I hear this all the time. I mean, I have this problem. You know, people, I'll come in and say, who do you, who's your best customer? Oh, everyone. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's go somewhere else with that because you got to get, you just got to put a stake in the ground with some audience. So anyway, yeah, we, we have these awesome tools that allow us to pl- plug in your website and then plug in multiple competitors' websites see what search engine terms you have that are that are the same and which ones you have that are different and how many people are going into those websites on those terms right yeah then if you combine that with google adwords yeah you know and digital display advertising through google you can do the same thing you can see what people are searching for and then you can be in how you're marketing to those groups and reaching out and what's resonating, what messages are resonating, what what aren't, what messages are not resonating. You can look at, you can do A-B testing on your messages, on your prices, on your story brand. Do you do A-B testing? Uh-huh. Yes. I need to do that on my new website. What do you do if you have to launch a new website? I've done this twice and it's almost bankrupted me. Because technology changes. Let's talk about mobile innovation, the one mm-hmm. that drives me crazy. So we had to get a new website so we could be mobile ready because mm-hmm. how many people use their phones to shop? 
everybody. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> and over 50% of the searches for products and services that you purchase, and even higher than that, actually. But over 50% of the traffic to every website now is coming from mobile. Yes. We found that to be true. Everybody was searching on their mobile phones, mm-hmm. and nobody was making purchases. So we did the math and thought, well, if we upgrade and spend this money on a new website, all those people are going to start converting like they do on a desktop. They don't. I think they still find you on their phone and go to their desktop or tablet and place the orders. Do you find that true? I found uh, that to be lot, true. Uh, that, they'll, that they'll do research on their phone mm-hmm. and then make the purchase on their desktop? Yes. That's, that's typical in s- several fields, not just yours. So, yeah. Um, sometimes it's just easier, you know, it's just the fat finger test and dealing with that form on your phone. And you feel like your desktop's more secure. Right. And, and I think mainly it's just easier. Yeah. So let's talk about cybersecurity and fraud. But I do want to, I do want to mention that actually we've seen a huge increase in people actually purchasing on the phone. So that, so people are purchasing on the phone and increasingly so. And when we, when we, um, when we did launch our new website, we did find that more people did buy on their phones, but not as much as we thought. You okay. can't do one-to-one and go, oh, if this percentage buys on the desktop and we upgrade our mobile uh, interface, they're going to buy the same percentage is going to buy. So, so is your website responsive? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about uh, cybersecurity. Or do you want to talk about and fraud? I do. Or do I you do. want to talk about online analytics? We kind of just did that. Well, I think that the main thing about analytics is that we are in a world of big data. So the other thing besides money to advertise that the big boys have that small and medium-sized businesses don't have is more data and more data insights. A lot of the companies who have the data to share with you um, and to help you and to provide insights and strategic insights are just expensive. So, you know, you're going to spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars a year, maybe a hundred thousand dollars a year on data analytics. So, you know, you have to be able to do the math with your own business and you know and your audiences and decide whether or not you can make that kind of investment. So but a lot of big companies have that, and it's one of the other things that I've seen that's that's kind of again, part of that story that i that I want to share, which is just the internet is not the levelized playing field that it used to be. No, and I used to, you used to do this analytics for me, and you start, you taught me, you know, 10 years ago, you taught me Google AdWords, uh, and then it got to be such a big job that I hired somebody in-house to do get Google Analytics, so mm-hmm. that's that, uh, that's that online analytics, and so I pay somebody 40 hours a week to look at Google Analytics all day long and change stuff. Google AdWords, right? I'm your, sorry, your, Google your, AdWords. Your, your pay-per-click marketing. And the analytics mm-hmm. all day long. And the long. analytics, yeah. Because mm-hmm. when you go to Google, there's two, different, there's two different platforms. There's Google Analytics and there's Google AdWords. And the Google AdWords is where you buy the keywords for our listeners. And then the Google Analytics is where you make decisions. Right. And, and by the way, a lot of people don't know how to set up Google Analytics. And it's very important that you set up events and that you put dates in there like this is when I launched this microsite or when I launched this promotion and you have to mark those in there so that you can begin to see in your analytics what things you did that changed 
So the hard thing about all this data is that it's that there's there are yeah that's one of the things I do a lot of training sessions on is you know here are some basic things you need to do if you want to make sure that you're getting actually tactical advice and recommendations out of Google Analytics or out of Google AdWords and not just a lot of big data sitting there that you don't know what to do with. So you're talking about the way you name your campaigns? Mm-hmm. So naming your campaigns, ours are awful. Well, and also... Or they used to be. I don't know if they are anymore. I, I think naming them, putting those dates in, making sure that you know... I mean, the, the key to A-B testing is that you... is in large part that you know what the baseline was... And then you say, okay, I'm going to make this change and see what impact that change makes. So that's the B. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in Google Analytics, so that's the analytics platform behind almost every one of our listeners' websites. You, know, mm-hmm. you can set up, you can say, hey, on this day, I set up uh, a new web page in my website, and it was a Labor Day campaign with a sweepstakes offer. And I'm going to note that in my analytics program. So that when I go to my analytics, I can go, oh, look, that's where we got the bump. And you can also track from your media and buys, hey, this is, these are the new people, these are the repeat people, these are the retargeted people you know, who came in, and these are the things they did, and this is the money they spent. It's all about tracking. But that's very complicated. Most pe- you know, Yes, you have to have a professional person know how to set up tracking, think ahead, you have to, as a business owner, be asking questions like, how do I know if this worked? <laughs> I love that. I just learned that. You just taught me something. So uh day before yesterday, I changed my front page, my home page. So I should go in and make a campaign about that. Well, you should go to your person who's managing mm-hmm. Google Analytics for you and say, please make a note that this is an event in Google Analytics. Make a note of this date so that we can see before and after what impact it may have had. That is good advice. There's Marla, also there's also you. really inexpensive software that allows you to see what people are clicking on on your main page. And right. there's also I, you know, eye tracking software and things that'll let you see whether or not that new button or that new thing was even seen and what impact it had. And I think for our listeners we're talking about heat maps where you can mm-hmm. see where people are what they're clicking on on the front page. Right. And I think that's in Google. I think that that might be uh, or in Chrome, maybe. Uh, I don't know. You can tell that's not my department, but I just know the words. Vocabulary is a big deal for people that mm-hmm. maybe are kind of lost in this today's interview because we're kind of using a lot of uh, mm-hmm. vocabulary that's specific to the internet. Um, I'm not sure how you ever, ever. I mean, you taught this to me over 20 years, right? And sometimes I kind of gasp a little bit when somebody says, could you explain that to me? It's like, oh, not in 30 minutes, really. Um, and of, of course, there's a lot I don't know. It, there's a lot that's changing all the time. So I don't know every single thing about every piece of software. What I do know is what kind of mindset to have, what kinds of questions to ask, and what the possibilities are. And then I'm aware, usually, of a multitude of opportun- of a of applications or software that you could use at multiple levels. So if I was to go into my marketing room and ask them one question right now, what would it be? Who's my best customer and how much are they spending? And I don't mean by an individual, I mean a type. An industry. And anything. It might be it might be people in St. Louis. It might be So it might it be might a- be uh business owners in, you know, 
in, the, in the healthcare field. It could be geography. Yeah. It could be uh, industry. Mm-hmm. That's who, really the only two I can think of. Who are my best customers? Because you need to know who those people are, and you need to know why they're your customers. And I think surveys of your customers are really important. I mean, I would place a survey. What does that mean? So ask your customers, why do you buy your you know your things on Arkansas flag and banner. Oh yeah, I'm. We have a we have a survey that goes out after after they buy, and I'm surprised how many people will fill that out. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? And what industry are you in? <laughs> Where are you located? You know all of the things that you would want to know that would help you understand your best audience. Because more and more, it's not about getting more people to your website to purchase. It's about getting the right people to your website and taking care of those people better than other people can take care of them. And that's your differentiator. And that's been true even before the Internet. Don't get more. A lot of business models have been don't go get more customers. Just take care of the customers you've got, retain them and possibly sell them more or speed up the sales cycle. Uh, And then you can use online marketing techniques to help to make it easier for them to market you to their friends. What do you That's mean? what you what want do you to mean? do. What do you mean? Well, um, you know, you, 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 one of the questions that we ask all the time when we talk about brand loyalty are, would you recommend us to your friends? Because people will only recommend a brand or a company if they think it's a really a good deal and they can pretty much assure that it's going to be a good experience for their friends. And it reflects on them. It reflects on their personality the personality of the company they do business with. Yes. Yep. So what you so what you want to do is you want to then you per, can personalize more your content and your services. You can add services, and, and you're adapting by what people want. All right. I like all that. We've got five minutes. Actually, we've got six minutes left. Uh, I can't believe this, Marla. You have over eleven million in sales. Is that right? I got that on BuzzFeed. Is that true? Um, I'm not going to tell you. BuzzFeed's fake news. <laughs> is that true, Tim? BuzzFeed is the fakest news. Do you have two? It said you had 75 employees, but I think I read on your website you have 250 employees. Oh no, no, we've had over 250 employees in our in our history. So, oh, in your history. Uh-huh. Oh well, for heck, I probably have two. Yeah, so we have about 50 <laughs> employees. Oh, okay. Uh, you've gotten over 350 awards. A hundred. Uh. uh Hundreds. Now, I said, uh, uh, I said, uh, I think I said wrong. You've got dial-up customers. We still have dial-up customers, yeah. I said broadband, I think, but you've got. Well, we have broadband oh, customers. You you've got dial-up customers all over Don't the you nation. love it? For 50 cents an hour still. No. Yes. 50 cents an hour. <laughs> we still have dial-up customers. They must be way out in the country. I a lot of them, they have rural. some security in this dial-up world. Are you, really? Why do uh-huh. you say that? Uh, um, I guess that's true. Yeah. Explain that. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we, we provide voice over IP now, so you can also get your business on voice over IP and save a mean? lot of money. What does that mean? <clears throat> Digital phones. Oh. You're, we're a phone company now. You can you can have all of your services on our um, voice over IP 
yeah. that's what VoIP stands for. So, um, yeah, and but a lot of people, we've got a lot of preppers out there. They want to have a landline. They preppers. want to have. Y'all, she they, said preppers. I did. They want to have a landline. They want to have a dial-up internet service. They want to not. They want to be a little bit off the grid. You know, they don't want to be on Gmail. You know? Yeah. So you know, they don't. They know their information's being, you know, served up or shared and. Yeah, because, because cybersecurity and fraud's a big deal. Yeah, and getting bigger all the time. In fact, um, <clears throat> yeah, we know that people, you know, that whether or not there's no question for any company of any size whether or not you've been hacked, you have been hacked. What? Yeah, everybody. I mean, it's like it's there's all this automation out there, and <clears throat> so information's being gathered constantly. It just doesn't have a value on the market yet, so nobody's selling it or distributing it or get or getting or using it yet. Yeah, but there's just there. It's everywhere. So, so every company been hacked. Yes, every company has to be prepared to not to. There's not a way to prevent it. There's only ways to reduce the chances and to mitigate it and to respond. Yeah. So that, that's the that's the word. Well, no wonder there's dialogue, and we may all be going back to dialogue. <laughs> all right, Marla. It's the end of the show. I've got to say thank you. I could talk to you forever. Did you're we spe- get any questions? Oh, no, we didn't get any questions. I told you, you're, you, you're answering them all. Your tourism is your specialty, don't you think? Yes. I think so, Still too. do a lot of work in tourism. Um, hey, I want to tell all the ladies out there that you just got married. Okay. Congratulations, Marla. Thank When's you your anniversary? Much. So the first time I got married, I was an inspiration to women everywhere because I was 40. Now you're an inspiration <laughs> to more women. That was your first time. Right. I was divorced in 2014, and then I got married. Again. Again, yeah, a year ago. So Love that. Yeah, very happy. It's great. I'm glad. And you're from Colorado. We didn't get to that. Aww, so look what you got. A desk I got a set. Snack. That's so A desk awesome. set of U.S., Arkansas, and Colorado. I love that. I'm glad you, you do. You know, I was born in Colorado, in Pueblo, Colorado, on the Arkansas River. No, that's not right. Yep, and my great uncle lived in a Rocky Mountain National Park. And when the, one day when I was 16, he said, see that trickle up there, Marla, where that snow's melting? He said, that's where the Arkansas River begins. <gasps> wow. Cool. Could, will you come back? <laughs> will you come back? We didn't get to any of your personal life, like how you ended up in Arkansas. I don't think that that's the topic of this yes, story. Yes, it is. Of this, of I this. love how you ended up. I love how you ended up in Arkansas, and you could have ended up anywhere in the world because you're smart enough to have been anywhere. And, and, and I'm committed to Little Rock and to Arkansas. You big are. Time. You serve on all these boards, and we didn't talk about any of your good work you do, but you are big into paying, giving back to the community. You really are, and we didn't talk about any of that stuff any of your philanthropy you've done aristotle's done like 1.5 million dollars in philanthropy since you've been boss or maybe more yeah more than that now yeah that's really great hey tim who's our guest next week next week is going to be the author chelsea wakefield who wrote the book negotiating the inner peace treaty i met her she's a uam i know her she's a uams uh psychiatrist i met her this year she did a seminar at my church and a little workshop at trinity episcopal cathedral she believes in dream study. I've been reading this book, and this is and that's part. how I came to Arkansas. I had a dream. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, we've got one minute. You can't tell us, <laughs> or can you? I've always, I've always, I learned how to interpret my dreams since I was about 
17. I love it. Yeah. You need to listen next week. I will. She's not from Arkansas. She's a transplant. She just moved here this year. She's also a sex therapist. My two favorite subjects. (laughs) Business and sex. (laughs) That ought to be interesting. If anybody's going to get embarrassed, it's going to be next week. Uh, If you've got a great entrepreneurial story you would like to share, I would love to hear from you. Send a brief bio and your contact info to questions at upyourbusiness.org and someone will be in touch and finally to our listeners thank you for spending time with me if you think this program's been about you you're right but it's also been for me thank you for letting me fulfill my destiny my hope today is that you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it whatever it is will help you up your business your independence or your life i'm carrie mccoy and i'll see you next time on up in your business until then be brave and keep it up You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. If you'd like to hear this program again, next week go to flagandbanner.com. Click on the tab labeled Radio Show, and there you'll find a podcast with links to resources you heard discussed on today's show. Carrie's goal? To help you live the American dream.